This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media, an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This week's theme is mailbag. So I'm going to be answering some questions. Thank you guys who submitted questions, whether it was on Instagram or via email. You guys asked some great questions and I'm going to go through and get through as many as I can. Um, and then if I have a, a lot more, which I'm sure I, I will, I'll answer those maybe in like a YouTube video or one of my maternity leave podcast episodes. So the first one was along the lines of what I already answered on the bonus episode about balance, but it was a particular part of this question I wanted to continue and elaborate on where she talking she talked about um, or asked about balancing your roles while not losing yourself, this particular piece. Now, this is something I wanted to touch on because I believe that a couple decisions that I've made over time have put me in a position to where I haven't lost myself in my uh, roles, but I do think there are some decisions that I didn't make well that have allowed me to just really exist outside of my responsibilities. So the first thing that I'll say what I did well, one of my biggest things prior to getting married, prior to having children was I didn't want to get married first. I didn't want to get married without already having something established on my own. So when I met my husband, I had already had a business I was, I already had the podcast. I was already building a brand for myself. That was very, very important for me because I didn't want my adulthood identity to be wrapped up in being somebody's wife. I didn't want to get lost in that role. And so for my young mind, I mean, I met my husband when I was 24. So in my young mind, 
it uh, my thought process was okay i have to have something established before i get married because i don't want to lose myself in that and i do believe having things established for myself having the podcast building my brand all of that really put me in a great position to where i had things going on outside of my marriage then when it came to motherhood i did not want to have children until my business was in a position where it was making predictable income because i didn't want to feel the pressure to show up in my business just to make money i just didn't want that to happen i wanted to be able to focus completely on this new role of motherhood and my child and how my family is going to adjust to that. And I think that that was a really, really great decision that I made because when I did have my first child, I wasn't worried about money in my business. Also, who I married was very important because I told my husband from day one, like I am enterprising, I am ambitious, I am entrepreneurial, I got a work ethic out of this world. But I need to marry somebody who's a provider because if at any point I decide that I no longer want to work and I just want to take care of my family or I just want to do whatever that's not necessarily tied to an income, I want the freedom to be able to do that. And I want a husband that's going to be a provider and that's going to be okay with that. And thank God that's what I have. But also that's what I was looking for. I think those decisions put me in a really, really good position prior to having these roles and responsibilities. And I wanted to touch on that because there are many of you guys who are not married yet, who don't have children yet. And I just wanted to share that with you because social media can romanticize things so much to where we really don't take the time to understand the totality that goes into the things that we say we want. We don't take the time to understand all that goes into having a healthy marriage, all that goes into having a healthy family unit, all that goes into raising healthy and kind children. It, it takes a lot of intentionality and it's very easy to lose yourself in that. That's why it happens so many times. So for those of you guys who want those things for your life, I would say just think about what will make that a little bit easier. And that's what I was thinking about in my early 20s. And I made my decisions accordingly. And I think that that really helped me maintain my identity once I stepped into these new roles. Now, something I didn't do that I wish I did was prioritized more me just existing as myself outside of those responsibilities, right? So I have, I know who I am. I love myself and I'm grateful for God for that confidence and that certainty and assurance about who I am. But because I have been so invested in all of the things I have going on and that's just my personality, I'm an intentional person. I'm, I pay attention a lot. I, I observe way more than I speak. I'm always just paying attention to details and self-evaluating and working on things I think it can improve to make me better. So sometimes I get caught up so much in that, that I just don't embrace living lightly and just existing as who I am outside of those roles. So for example, taking on hobbies, um, doing things that I enjoy just because I enjoy them without them having a goal or purpose uh, attached to them or anything deep attached to them. I don't think I've done a good enough job of that. And that's something that I'm now trying to do better with of figuring out, okay, what is going to be just something that makes Tatum happy? What is going to be something that 
is mindless. That's just fun. And it ain't, again, it don't got nothing deep <laughs> attached to it or nothing major attached to it. I don't think I did a good job of that. Something I used to love, 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 love when I was growing up was dancing. I was on the dance team in high school. I danced through college. I danced a little bit when I first graduated, but I stepped away from that to go head first into business. And I wish I would have kept that because that was something that just brought me joy without any big goals or purpose or anything deep, like I said, attached to it. Now, child, the way these knees are set up, mm -mm. (laughs) I might get back into it. (laughs) We'll see. But man, the way these knees are set up right now, over 30, I ain't got them Meg knees no more. So I don't know how, how, what I'm finna be doing in these dance classes. I feel like I don't even have rhythm no more. It's been so long, but <laughs> but that's something that I wish I didn't give up. So for you to, to not lose yourself, I would say find that pocket of just what brings you joy. And if you have it already, be intentional about not losing it and not putting it down and sacrificing it for whatever the goal may be. Hold on to it. And that goes along too with what we were talking about in the last episode of protecting your priorities. Make this a priority. Like me existing and operating outside of my responsibilities is a priority. So how can I protect that? That's something that we had to do, my husband and I, this year where we got selected by our pastors to be ordained and within our church. And my husband and I sat down one day and we were just like, we don't think that this is the right time for that. Of course, it's a great honor to be selected by your leaders to be leaders. Of course, it's a great honor that God deems you worthy to serve his people in a leadership capacity. Like I take that very seriously, but looking at the season that we're in as a family, it just simply wasn't the right time. A huge priority for me is existing outside of my responsibilities right now, but adding a new responsibility on top of already about to enter into a new responsibility of having another baby, it just was not the right time. And so my husband and I had to call our leaders and was like, listen, we love y'all. We love God way too much to show up as a stretch thin sleep deprived individuals to not serve his people well because we have things going on in our own life it's just simply not the right time i'm i don't want to do a disservice to the god that i love so much and then also the ministry that i love so much we just simply can't do it um and i thank god for great leadership because they were un- they understood and they were okay with that but that was a big decision for myself and my husband because if we were not prioritizing ourselves, we would have hopped right into it. And then it would have just led to a lot of frustration, being stretched in and having something else to lose our identity into. So again, I can't stress enough the importance of making those tough decisions, saying no when you have to say no, to protect the priorities that you have. Switching gears, the next question is about business. So she says, hello, what are some things that need to be in place with starting a business with family? Now, if you're starting a business with friends or family, you need to have an operating agreement in place. For sure, 100%. Don't do it if you do not have an operating agreement in place. When I first became an entrepreneur, like back in 2015, I think it was 2015. 
And um, I had my youth program and I was doing it with someone else, a really good friend of mine at that time. Now, the business legally was mine. My name was on the EIN number. My name was on um, the business documents. So outside of us working together in the functions of the business, the business legally belonged to me because I just simply wasn't willing to give that up because it was my idea. It was my passion project. It's what I wanted to do. Now that benefited me because when our friendship ended and you know this person was no longer working with me in business, it really didn't change anything because it changed, of course, how I operated and what services I provided and things like that. It changed up some. But as far as like any mess legally, it was none because I own the business. And so that was, I believe, a smart decision with the information that I had at that time. Now, if I was to ever do business with family or friends again, it will always be an operation agreement in place. Always. What an operation agreement does is it allows you to outline the uh, operations of your company. Who owns what? What happens in the case of death, divorce, or dissolution of this business? Who gets what? It just really outlines the details. When I started Anchor Media Studios, uh, my aunt and I are co-founders and we're co-owners of the business. When we started this, my aunt is like a second mother to me. But still, <laughs> we got to get this operating agreement in place. So we did an operating agreement. We we did a separate business. We both own the studio um, 50-50. I still own Anchor Media 100%. Uh, we did an operating agreement that showed who owns what, again, what happens in death, dissolution, or divorce. All of that is outlined within our operating agreement. Who gets paid what, when it's outlined in our operating agreement. Who put up what financially and when is in our operating agreement. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. It's that season, y'all. And by season, I mean allergy season. I'm someone who has seasonal allergies and it's the worst. My nose gets stuffy. My throat gets scratchy. Sometimes I'll come on and want to record my podcast and sound like a grown man. But luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I have been using Claritin D for many years. One of the biggest struggles that I have with my allergies is that they usually cause sinus problems as well. So Claritin D has been such a relief for me because it addresses not just the allergies, but the sinus issues that happen as a result of the allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. I've been telling you guys that I'm planning a trip for my husband's milestone birthday that he has coming up. And as we choose which location we actually want to go to. I'm actually 
can a lot about learning a new language once we narrow it down. Because when I get there, I want to throw myself into the culture, into the language. And a part of that is learning exactly the language that they speak ahead of me getting there, right? Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app and that it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. I'm most excited about the track record of Rosetta Stone because, I mean, they've been trusted experts for 30 years. Millions of users in 25 languages offered. I mean, Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. They have fast language acquisition. So Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways. So no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. They have an intuitive process so that you pick up language naturally, first with words, then with phrases, and then sentences. And overall, it's designed for long-term retention. They have speech recognition, so a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. So it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's convenient. So again, those desktop and app options with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. And best of all, amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Blessed and Bossed Up listeners can give Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. All of these things are outlined. So there's no question. So whether we are uh, in a good place or not a good place, it really doesn't even matter. It's all ironed out in the agreement. And it's a, a document that we worked on together with a, with a lawyer. Um, and that will remain the binding and operating document of our business together. So that's what I would tell you is to have that in place and do that with a lawyer for sure. So that someone is a third party and is able to make sure you guys have these tough conversations and that the document is one that you are both cool with or all of you, you didn't mention how many people in the family, but that all of you are okay with, you agree to uh, before you sign. Now, this next question is also a business question and it's a few. So she says, uh, how do I pick a business bank account? Now, I'm old school when it comes to a lot of business stuff. I think that a lot of these newer folks who talk about business have all the tips, tricks, shortcuts. One of the things I don't think you should ever take a shortcut with is who you are trusting your money with. So when it comes to choosing a business bank account, I would look for banks with longevity who've been out for and operating for a very, very long time, operating with integrity for a very long time. Uh, check everything. Like, what, do they have any scandals? Have they have a history of foolishness or whatever? Just really do your due diligence on the bank and their history. 
Also take a look at some of the offerings that the bank has for small businesses. What's their relationship with businesses like? Do they have a lot of initiatives and programs that help small businesses in a different ways? So whether it's building business credit or securing financing or lines of credit or whatever that may be, look at banks that really have taken a, a priority and a focus on assisting small businesses. So look, think about what you want to have in the future and um, what you may need for that and choose a bank that seems the most aligned with that. Also, and most importantly, I would even go to the bank. Like having a relationship with a banker is important. It could be very beneficial to you and what you're trying to do with your business. So I would even, if you're trying to uh, narrow it down, I would even go into the bank and sit and talk to whoever works with businesses and ask them questions. Talk to them. You're building a relationship with this bank. This is the place where you're going to store your business money and you want to trust that this is the best place to start that relationship. So go into the physical banks and have these conversations with uh, the different bankers and then make your decision based on that. The next question was about what accounting software would you recommend? So early on, I would say choose whatever accounting software allows that's easy for you to operate and that allows you to be the most organized with your bookkeeping. Because at some point when you start making a certain amount of money, you're going to want to and need to have an accountant. And so the best thing that you can do earlier on before you're in that stage to bring on a bookkeeper or an accountant is to keep your books as organized as possible. Separating, of course, your business from your personal account, making sure um, all of your um, transactions and things are accounted for, that you have proof and receipts and documentations for your transactions. All of those things, just keeping those detailed records are important. I think the platform is more of a preference thing. Um, So choose whichever one you can afford and that's easy for you to operate and keep your books organized. What you can also do And the guest that we had um, not too long ago, Beth, talked about you can set up a consultation, even if you're not ready to hire an accountant just yet, you can set up a consultation and go and sit down with them and say, hey, this is my business. This is what I'm trying to do. What do I need to do right now to put myself in the best position as it relates to my accounting until I can bring someone on and then just do what they say. Again, the platform itself I believe is just a preference thing. Um, if you're a service-based business and you do invoicing a lot, that's a fee- just having a, a software that makes it easy for you to do that is helpful. So just choose whatever platform allows you to keep the most detailed and accurate records. And of course, one that is affordable and reasonable. This next question says, do you consider yourself a pioneer in the faith based business podcast arena. I've noticed an influx in podcasts that sent that cater to similar demographics. And I believe that you've opened this door or at least exposed it to a larger audience. Well, thank you, first of all. Um, and to answer the question, I, yeah, absolutely. Because when God told me to do the podcast this way, I couldn't find anything that compared. And I've met people over the years, people who have major platforms who have said like, you know, you're listening to your show has helped me to be a bit more unapologetic in talking about God on my show and incorporating my faith into my business. So I definitely do think that um, I pioneered in this space, but it's not not necessarily something I think about really. I just focus on what God needs me to do. And then that's that. I'm grateful, of course, like I'm 
in all. I met someone recently um, at dinner the other day. I was having dinner with a group where we that were coming to our podcast retreat. So we always do dinner the first day. And when I first got there, before the group got there, she had came up to me and was like, you're Tatum. So she, she recognized my husband first. And then she was like, you're Tatum. I listened to your podcast. And I was like, oh, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. And she was like, you answered my question back in 2019. And I started laughing. I said, what did I say? She was like, you told me that you weren't going to answer the question and that I needed to just go to God. And I met my husband and my sister with me. We started busting out laughing. It was like, yeah, that sounded about right. Um, but she just thanked me and she was very, very nice. And it was, it was a very cool moment, especially with her telling me my answer. Cause I'm like, child, that sounds exactly like something that I'm sure I've said. <laughs> and so I'm definitely humbled and honored by what God has done. But again, it's not necessarily something that I think about because I just want to do what God has called me to do, man. I just want my well done. That's it. That's really it. I could care less about anything else but that well done. But I wanted to to answer this on the podcast specifically because because usually I would just respond and say thank you to something like this. But I brought it here because there are some of you guys who are listening that God is calling to pioneer some things and you've been procrastinating on it. You've been hesitant to do it. You've been beating yourself up because nobody's doing this. This isn't the popular thing. This isn't how it usually goes. God, why do I have to do this? And so you're letting the loneliness of it. You're letting the overthinking, you're letting the doubt stop you from boldly going after what God is calling you to do and how he's calling you to pioneer something. Somebody has to do it first. And so instead of looking at how disqualified you are, look at what an honor it is for God to deem you this imperfect person to be used for such a magnitude. When God told me to change this podcast over to doing it by myself, to talking about making God the CEO, I responded to him with so much hesitation and doubt. I was like, God, who am I to get on this platform and to be talking about you? You're not supposed to mix faith and business. I went to college. Everything that I learned is all about you keep politics and you keep your religion outside of business. So how am I going to merge two things that are traditionally supposed to be kept separate? And furthermore, why I got to do it? (laughs) Straight up like, God, why do I have to do it? I don't know anybody else that's doing this. I feel insecure when I come on a microphone. I feel unqualified. I feel like I don't know the Bible well enough to be talking about you. I don't have the perfect past. I didn't grow up in church. I didn't always live righteously. I'm just out here figuring things out. Why do I got to talk to other people about it? These were the things that was going through my mind and that I would say out loud. But I had to obey and do what God was calling me to do anyway, because I had made a decision that I was going to give my life to Christ and I was going to truly follow his plan for my life. And I meant it. And so in doing that to now look back, because it's been about five years since we made that change, looking back on what has happened over the last five years And not just what God has done in my platform, but like the person who wrote this question and is saying the influx of individuals who are now talking about faith and business and who are now spreading the good news on their podcast. Like I don't look at this as something to fuel my ego of like, I started this. I, I, uh, I'm one of the ones who pioneered this. No, 
I count it as something that is an honor. Like, yes, now more people are able to communicate this message. People that I may not have reached, somebody else is able to reach, or I can plant a seed and then they can water it. The more people spreading the good news, the more people that we reach. How many people are we going to win for the kingdom of God? How many folks that may be bound by greed and money and the worldview of success are now going to be converted over to doing business God's way to where not only are they going to fulfill the calling and purpose on their life, but they're going to save their souls like that. I I get so much joy from that. And again, many of you, God is calling to pioneer some stuff. And we're in this influencer culture where everybody's oversharing everything. Nobody's really talking about nothing. Or you may get distracted by what may be trending today, not trending tomorrow. And it's psyching you out. It's it's a distraction and it's psyching you out. And I just wanted to bring this question on here to segue into those who God is calling to pioneer something. This is your permission slip to just do it, to jump. Look at this platform and what God has done and allow it to fuel your faith in what he will do for you. Because all of the things that you're feeling, I felt it for sure. I still feel it sometimes. I'm like, God, can you please get somebody else to do it? Sometimes I still go back to that place, but it's never going to stop me. It's never for sure going to cause me to be muted in any type of way. So yeah, I know I'm answering questions and some people asking me about me, but I'm going to flip this back on you that's listening. Whatever God is calling you to do and whatever he's calling you to pioneer, give him your yes. There's a reason why he wanted me to answer this question in particular and to use it to remind you to do the thing he's calling you to do, even if you feel alone, even if no one else is doing it, even if you feel unqualified, do it anyway. And I'm gonna go ahead and just end this here. I'll do some other questions. There was another one that I got often about hearing God's voice and knowing when it's his voice to follow and things like that. I got that question often. So I'm gonna answer all of those in, in one message on the next bonus episode. But thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the podcast. Share with someone who needs to hear it. I love you guys and I'll talk to you next week. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.